What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Call the Huddle podcast. Today's episode is with Trent Harris, a linebacker who spent five seasons in the NFL, winning a Super Bowl with the Patriots during his rookie year, before recently joining the XFL in February and leading the league in sacks. Trent is looking to join another NFL team this offseason and was invited to Broncos rookie camp to prove himself once again. I hope you guys enjoy the interview, and as always, thank you for watching. So let me just jump into this um, with yep. Trent. Uh, so the first question that I got for you, um, I know like one of the like the things about defense um, is like that stands out to me is how broad the everything, like how many different positions there are. Um, and like obviously you've played defense for a long time, played linebacker. I know you rush the passer and, and do everything. Um, I just want to hear your thoughts. Who's the greatest defenders of all time? Give me your NFL guy and then maybe college football if anything stands out to you. Um. I'll sound biased because I'm to Miami, but my favorite people to watch growing up were Ray Lewis and Ed Reed. Right. I know neither of them played my exact position, but um, just the tenacity they played with and uh, a lot that goes underrated about them is how smart they were with the film watching. And uh, that's something I appreciate by them and just their leadership and the way Ed Reed could find the ball and make plays. So those are my top two. And then uh, college, right? I think uh, in high school for me, the one of the biggest names in college for me was uh, Dante Fowler. Okay. I think he has one of the coolest uh, highlight tapes ever for defensive end in college. And yeah. uh, I like the way he got off the ball and just the plays he made and the fun he had playing the game. Okay, that's cool. Uh, give me your greatest pass rusher of all time. My greatest pass rusher of all time? The GOAT. I mean, I didn't get to watch him play, but just off of what I've heard from people, I'd probably go Lawrence Taylor. Okay. All and then right. Aaron Donald, but someone I kind of looked up to and tried to model my game after a little bit is Cameron Wake. Wait, yeah, okay. And uh, height and size, so I think he was an outstanding pass rusher for the time he played. Right, okay. Um, just from that, like you said, obviously, uh, all those guys are different and play a lot of different positions. Um, to you, like, what makes a great defender? Is it, like, longevity or, like, peak or, like, versatility or, or what type of impact makes a GOAT? Um, I think it's it starts off with doing your job. So, like, I mean, a lot of times you won't see, like, a guy not giving up a big play, just doing the right thing that, right. like, you know, setting the edge and making the ball bounce back inside, and it makes a chance for someone else to make a play, but really it started with that guy setting the edge. So I think it starts with doing your job first and being accountable for your teammates, and then obviously being a playmaker. You know, when you get a sack in, the strip sacks come with it. And uh, I think that's what makes a great player. But, right. um Obviously, you got the Aaron Donalds and stuff. I think there's a lot of underrated guys. Like, for me, I enjoyed my rookie year watching Dante Hightower. You know, he had a he made a lot of plays that, like, you didn't notice, whether it was coming downhill and knocking the guard out or hitting a crosser, knocking him out of the play, stuff like that. So that makes a great defensive player to me. Yeah, yeah like you said, there's obviously, with 11 guys in the field, 22, there's so much going on at every different spot. Um, with that, with that being said, uh, do you ever think going to the XFL stuff, do you ever think someone's going to be considered like a goat in the XFL? Is, is that the type of league it is or is it like short term? Uh, I don't know how to answer that. I mean, obviously it's the end of the day, it's another football league, you know, it's obviously not the top league, but I mean, I think the XFL can continue to do what it's doing. It'll become a premier league under the NFL. And I think there could be a, a GOAT discussion later on in years if the XFL League stays around, for sure. 
Yeah, like I know, obviously, you had just had a great uh, defensive season, nine and a half sacks. You broke the, or you had the, the title for the sacks. Um, like I guess I want to hit on a lot of the XFL stuff. Uh, it's a really cool league, and like the, a lot of the stuff that's happening with um, football leagues today, and, and the amount of opportunities that there are that are out there, are really cool. Um, so let me like Drake or Future. Which one are you going with? Me? Yeah, Trent. Tr- uh, Drake, uh, Drake or Future? Uh, Drake. Drake. Is that is the easy one for you? Is that far or just? Uh, just because he has different variety, but to be honest, I don't listen to a lot of like new school stuff. I listen to Little Baby and stuff, but I'm really like an old school guy from my dad. So like the OJ's, Earth, Wind and Fire, Michael Jackson. I listen to a lot of those guys. Right, right, cool. Uh, another yeah. football one. I just want to get real quick before we get into some cool questions. Uh, T.J. Watt or J.J. Watt? Two of the greatest pass rushers of this generation. Um. think for now i'll have to go jj watt okay so i see jj watt a couple more years just because of the impact outside of pass rushing that jj watt had you know he had a lot of double teams and another thing was his pass deflections he passed deflected the ball a lot from the line of scrimmage and that's just as big as a sack or a turnover turnover in some situations right yeah they both do that really well that's like a skill yeah. um for like d linemen like you as you said uh it's definitely so yeah um, so I want to go back into the season that you just had. Um, like I said, nine and a half sacks this past year with the, the Roughnecks. Um, just tell me, like, how are you feeling after the playoffs and, and the experience as a whole, and what was it like for you? Um, it was uh, a lot different than what I expected. You know, I didn't know what to expect coming into the league. I thought it would just kind of be a bunch of guys trying to get their stats up, you know, and make names for themselves. But uh, playing under Wade Phillips, it, uh, it was really just a team thing, you know, like any other football league, like you're trying to win games. So that was really enjoyable to be around. We had a lot of good players and a lot of good coaches, honestly, that I learned a lot from. And, um, you know, I mean, that's really it. What else do you want to know? Like, like, what was the the end season like? Why, why, what was your experience at the playoffs? Uh, I mean, obviously it was a bummer losing. Um, it hurt more knowing that we beat the team twice. And the game when it counted, yeah. you know, the third time we played him, we lost. And I don't know what it was really, whether we were too, took them lightly or not, or they just made plays when they counted. And uh, I didn't think it would bother me too much. But, uh, I mean, our whole team was pretty pissed off. You know, it sucks losing and it's not fun. So, Yeah, right. Like you said, you guys beat them both times in the regular season before that. Um, I know going into some more stuff after this, like uh, recent – um, I know you were invited to Broncos rookie camp, um, and you got a couple other interests. Tell me, like, what are you most excited about just over the next month or the next couple of weeks, personally? Uh, personally, I mean, I um, we know I got hurt last year, and I finished off on the Raiders, and mm-hmm. I was out for well, 14 weeks to the regular season. So in my head, you know, I want to play football as long as I can, but I had to start setting up for my future in case things didn't work out. So um, I was going to get into coaching, but I got the call from the Raiders and was able to be on the practice squad the last few weeks. And then I got the call for the XFL and I talked to a couple of people I was close to, like, you think this will hurt me or help me? And bottom line, they said, if you want to keep playing football, I'll do it. So um, I did the XFL and was able to play and show myself again. So I'm really excited just for the opportunity to get out there and show coaches what I can do. And honestly, I'm excited about the Broncos because it's like a different coaching staff that I've ever had, you know. I was in New England, so kind of my whole career I've been under coaches under Belichick, so I've kind of known who I am. Oh, but now I get to go into the Broncos and kind of just start fresh and show them what I can do and get an opportunity. 
Wow. Uh, like looking back, what's maybe one thing from the XFL season that you're looking to that you learned, like just going into the NFL again? Uh, well, I mean, I had a new coach, Bill Johnson, who was under the Saints for a while. Uh, he was in the NFL, I think, about 20 years. Okay. So it was a kind of different style of coaching that I've been used to because we ran 4-3, so it was a lot of different things about angles and stuff that I didn't learn previous years. So I think a lot of it will help me transitioning to whatever team I get to. Just, you know, the more you can do, the more you can help a team. Right. Yeah. And I know, like, watching you from Miami even, like, you've always been a pass rusher. Um but like you said, you've gotten a lot of chances to play with a lot of different teams and a lot of different uh, like systems. And I think that's yeah. really cool. Like like versatility, like we were talking about earlier, is big for especially like being on the edge there. Yeah. Um, you mentioned like the your stint with the the Raiders at the end of 2022 and the Ravens and everything that went uh, through that. Um, like tell me, like I know it was a quick turnaround from December to February, but between that and then joining the XFL, like what was the the biggest leap for you or like biggest thing that you had to get over in terms of getting ready to play in time? For the XFL? Yeah. Uh, honestly, I mean, I was only with the Raiders those four weeks, and before that, I was 14 weeks out, so mm -hmm. I was just excited to go play. It wasn't really a big turnaround for me. I mean, uh, I got there and went straight into training camp, but, I mean, I I, just, I always work out no matter what until, you know, I hang it up. So I was preparing for anything at that point, so I was ready to go right when I got to the XFL, and uh, it was exciting for me. What time of year was that when you knew that you were going to go play for the XFL for sure? Was that like a deciding I, factor for you at all? Like between if you were going to go join another team or, or any other opportunities? Actually, no one from the XFL had even called me, so I didn't really realize it was an option for me. And then I think it was around mid-January, Mark Lillibridge called me from Houston Roughnecks and laid it down to me. I called Sean and like, what do you think? He's like, you want to keep playing football? I was like, absolutely. So I think I flew up there a week later and got into it. Wow, that's cool. That's like, like I said, a really quick turnaround. Um, yeah. Going into the, some more of the XFL, like I actually love the league uh, and I like a lot of the progressive stuff that they're doing um, and changing football, like for safety and, and everything. It's it's a cool uh, developmental process. But uh, tell me, like like rules. Was there anything that stood out to you that's new in terms of the XFL or like practices or like the rules that you like, or is there anything that stands out to uh -huh. you that was different? Practices were pretty standard, similar to the NFL practices. A lot of the rules were the same, but. I think the most interesting one for me is the extra points mm -hmm. because okay. like it's not a playoff at all because they can go for one for two or for three and those points matter a lot. Yeah. So I think it's cool that like when the team scores a touchdown, like you can't pow and, you know, pout about what happened. You've got to lock in and get ready for the extra point because it's an important play, no matter if it's for one, for two or for three. Right. And so then, really, yeah. Yeah, like you mentioned that. I know there's a, a bunch of them. Like the sky judge is a cool rule. Uh, I know special teams, they changed a bunch of like the, the way that you, you run off and, and start off and yeah. stuff. Um, going into practices, what, like, what were, tell me like what were practices like when you first got there? Are they like the same competitive as what you've always had uh, or are they different in any aspect? Yeah, no, I would say they're pretty much the same uh, as the NFL practices. Way more competitive than I thought. Like I didn't know what to expect, but like, a lot of the guys have been on NFL teams and it's either injuries or, you know, trouble with the law and they got let go and didn't get another chance. So there's a lot more talent than I expected there. It's obviously not the NFL, but like guys are competing to keep their football hopes alive. So practices were a lot more intense, I think, than NFL practices just because they're trying to get somewhere still. Yeah. So, I mean, it was really enjoyable, but the, out, the outline and everything was pretty much the same as the NFL practices. Was there more like, switches in the the teams or lineups like practice to practice because of the competition or the like, talent factor like you said 
uh, I think for our team, we had a, um, I mean, there was a little ins and outs difference, but uh, it was pretty stable for most part besides injuries. It was pretty stable for us. Okay. That's, that's an interesting part, like you said. Uh, in terms of like, pra- like practicing for other teams and stuff, like how do you, is there anything like in terms of preparing for other teams that stands out in terms of it's different, like because of the talent like level or the, the coaches being from different backgrounds and stuff? Is there anything that you guys had to go through to prep differently? Uh, this is a little different. Like, like any, in the NFL, you know, you do your scouting and where the coaches come from, their coaching background. Or in this case, there's some new coaches, so maybe who they played <laughs> for out their schemes and stuff but we would watch film just like in the nfl you know morning after practice go over the practices and uh, i think it helped us a lot okay did you guys have to watch like college film on guys or was it all like recent stuff Uh, no it was all recent i don't think we watched any college film yeah it was all either recent film or maybe a training camp or preseason games that guys played in you know interesting okay i gotcha uh yeah no that's really cool like i think um the whole inner integration of all the players and stuff like you said the talent gap is is a lot closer than than ever before i think in terms of like football um absolutely tell me like in terms of getting there new with the team you said like it was mid-january uh to february was really the turnaround for you what was it like like in terms of meeting guys and getting in there and bonding with the group specifically and your first impressions it was good man it's like anything else you know once you get there you're a team you know it was a little rocky the first couple days because you're a new body and uh they actually brought me in to play inside linebacker the first couple of days. So I was doing that for a little bit, and I was – I have no problem playing inside linebacker. I think it would help me in my career just learning, you know, the different coverages still, being on the edge. That would help me out a lot. So uh, that was different at first, but then I was like, can I go rush pass a little bit in one-on-ones? And they saw me do one-on-ones. They're like, yeah, we'll keep you outside backer. <laughs> but um, the bond was great, man. I Because, uh, you know, it's a different – different than the NFL. Just, you know, we're all in one hotel together for – yeah. four months straight so you bond like no other and uh, I made a lot of close friends in that league how quickly was that like how quickly into the season did you guys start to catch your stride because I think you guys won the first two games or was did you lose the first two games oh uh, we, we went four and all yeah yeah, yeah. okay okay yeah. right so how quickly did that like catch uh like steam in terms of you realizing what the team was going to be I know I got there a little late after training camp but I think a week into uh when I got there, like, the team started clicking, you know, it was real competitive, and, you know, guys were cheering on the sideline for the offense to score, and, you know, obviously, we want to stop them, and I think that was our biggest thing, like, the defensive, defensive-wise, we didn't want our offense to get anything on us, because we thought we were one of the best defenses, and we know if they could score on us, it would help them a lot, so we tried to prevent them the best we could to make them a better offense, so I think that helped us out a lot. Right, and that goes back to, like, the competition thing, like you said, like, all the different, yeah. like, how's as many guys that there are, uh, especially on defense, like I was mentioned, the versatility. Um, and then yeah. with, like, Coach Phillips, like you were saying, I'm sure there's a lot of, like, rotating and, and fun stuff. Yeah, yeah, we, I mean, on the defensive line-wise, I think we had maybe 10 or 11 of us, and we pretty much split re- split reps evenly all 10 games. Yeah, like, so. um, I, know, I know you did that at Miami your senior year. Was that, like... Like what? What's your been your your process in terms of growing as a pass rusher throughout like your entire life? Oh, uh, it's really just learning from different coaches and different players, honestly, and um, learning how to read the offensive lineman sets. You know, you got to attack each offensive lineman differently. Like they have okay, yeah, better ways of doing something than others do. So I think watching the film on linemen has helped me a lot. And you know, the older I get, the more I learn from that, and I think that's helped me the most. Okay, yeah. Like I want to go into like I said. Um, a lot of the transitions, I know you've been on 
uh, five different NFL teams, like you were saying, and then Miami, and then the Houston Roughnecks, obviously. Um, uh, like transitioning, like city to city, uh, like what what was the biggest step for you, or biggest like change in your life? Um, well, I think it's always been harder since my rookie year. Um, I've been with my wife since high school. We got married after my second year in the league. So I think the hardest thing for me is leaving her when, uh, you know, OTAs or training camp, because, you know, I can't fly her out right away because nothing's guaranteed I make the team. So the hardest part is being away from her and my two dogs. Those time and um, being away from them is tough. But like I said, you know, you're in a football locker room where you bond with a lot of the guys. So I've made some good friends playing golf a lot on the off days, you know. Okay. Like what else do you learn about yourself then? Like do you like in terms of going city to city or like being on that like meeting that many different people? Have you learned anything about yourself specifically? Um not too much. I mean I think I'm a good sociable guy, so it's easy for me to make friends. Honestly. You know, I play the game system when I have free time. So I'm always on the headset with my boys from back home from high school. You know, I have a group of about twelve friends and we've talked since high school, so I think it's helped me just being able to relax and be myself and not go insane being by myself at the same time. <laughs> right, right. I got gotcha. you. Um, Xbox or PlayStation, Trent? Uh, I was Xbox for a while, but when the PS5 came out, I switched over. Okay. All right. That's cool. I, I mess with that. I dig that. Yeah. I got another one. Uh, LeBron or Jordan? Which one? Uh, I'm a LeBron guy. Like, yes. Okay. Like I, the right I answer. I up watching LeBron, so it's hard for me to debate with old heads about Jordan when I truly didn't see him play. I see the highlights and stuff, but, um, I mean, LeBron has a lot for his case. You know, championships with three different teams, lead the league in scoring. He has more assists than Jordan, more rebounds than Jordan. Damn. You know. I see you dropping the stats. Yeah, yeah. Like, I I agree. It's the right answer, but. You can win three, I mean, four championships with completely different rosters, you know. Jordan had Pimpin the whole time. LeBron's had different people every time. That's that's a good point. He's the GOAT, but my opinion, I think he's the best basketball player alive. But yeah, I yeah. can understand debate for Jordan. I won't knock Jordan at all. Okay. Yeah, yeah, of course you can't. Um, like I said, uh, like you played on a bunch of different NFL teams, Trent. Uh, yeah. Like, like what's the key to joining a new team successfully? Like, like you said, in terms of – like you, you said you're sociable, but what is the – is there anything that stands out, like, in terms of the coaches or, like, getting to be in that many different roles? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think a lot of it is just being about your business, you know, being early to meetings, late to leave meetings. And uh, when it comes to the weight room, you know, don't try to skip workouts. I think strength coaches are your best friends on a lot of these teams. And um, I think you have to pick the right group of people to surround yourself around. And I think I got blessed in my rookie year going to New England. There was a lot of vets that I was able to learn from, like Devin McCourty, Matthew Slater, Hightower, Van Noy, like a lot of good vets that were just good dudes that were looking for your best interest. So I tried to pick their brains and, you know, hang around them, and I think they helped me a lot. Okay. Like, how was – tell me, going from Miami, like I mentioned, your senior year, I know uh, Manny Diaz made you a rotational guy, and then you went um, – you yeah. signed with the New England. Like, what was that whole process like, and, and what, do you, what did you learn from that, like you said specifically during that year? Uh, well, going to be a rotational guy, I, I mean, I think I learned this early on in my college career that I can only control what I can control, you know. I can go out there and put out my best film, but at the end of the day, I can't control what the coaches do. So that started in college, and I was able to just 
process that and be able to adjust to whatever it was coming off the bench my senior year, you know? So when I got in, I made most of my plays and I got um, lucky and got signed to the New England. And um, just, like I said, control what I controlled, made the plays I could, tried to do my best on special teams, and that was that. Right, yeah. And I think, you know, relationships, you know, you got to build good connections with these coaches. You know, if you're a, a butthead, it goes around the league and coaches talk, you know. So I think being respectable and being a disciplined and hardworking guy will get you a long way. Yeah, like I didn't know that you were in New England systems like after New England too, like you were saying earlier. Yeah. Played for New England. Brian Flores, the team's coordinator, he went to Miami. Right. He claimed me at the Dolphins, so I played under Brian Flores. And then Brett Bielema and Joe Jeff went to the Giants, and I played for them for two years. Wow. And then the last four weeks, I was with the Raiders, Josh McDaniels. So I guess the only team that wasn't a part of Bill was uh, the Baltimore Ravens, but I was only there for a few days till I pulled my hamstring. Yeah, that's really big. Like you said, relationships are a huge thing. Like how... Like, how many different coaches, like, how did those different coaches react or, like, interact with you when you got there, maybe, like, from New England? Like, how, how did you change since then? Um, I don't think I changed too much, but I think it's just, like, you know, the, you never know who's watching you, you know? And, yeah. uh, for instance, like, when I was in New England, Brett Bilomo was an assistant, and, like, he kind of dealt with the practice squad guys. And he wasn't a position coach or anything at that time, but... Two years later, he goes to the Giants, and he's the outside linebackers coach. So I think building that relationship with him and showing him how I work and that I can be a trustworthy guy allowed him to be able to tell Judge, like, hey, let's bring Trent in. You know, and that worked in my favor. And then when you get into those type of roles, like, what's your what's your priority? Is it, like, special teams and, and just working, working your ass off, like you said? Yeah, I mean, my, my priority is whatever I can do to make this team. So whatever the coach is asking to do, whether that's, be a practice squad guy and make the alignment better. I'm going to give it my all and try to beat the alignment every day in practice, you know? Yeah. So. I'm, I'm actually interested. When was the first time you played it, uh, like middle backer in space? Um, so I did it my sophomore year in college. We had two injuries. Okay. Wow. So I think I played about seven games at middle linebacker. And then Manny Diaz staff came in with the fourth three I played end. And then my second year with the Giants in preseason, they threw me at inside backer a little bit and, uh, that was the last time I did it. Wow, that's pretty like that's wild. Um, did that any did that change? Like I know you rushed a lot this year with Houston. Was there any moments that like you felt you were in space more and like that background like helped at all? Uh, I don't think it happened specifically this year, but it did allow me to just see the field more. Being on the edge, you know, being at inside right. back, you got to read the sets where the back is and stuff. And I think that helped me a lot, like just in terms of what plays I was expecting to come. Yeah. So maybe I can play a little bit and get there faster. And being able to read like the offensive lineman better, and, and like you said, see from a like a more broad view, like knowing what the middle linebackers like. That's cool. Yeah. 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 I, I wanted to ask too. Like I know, like you mentioned the Super Bowl ring uh, with New England your first year. What does it feel like to have a ring today? Uh, it feels awesome, man. I know I was on practice squad the whole year, but uh, I uh, I really feel like I got lucky going to New England, man. The vets around there, like. And the coaches, like, when I was there, I never really got treated like a practice squad guy, you know? And, um, like, even after the Super Bowl, like, some of the players would come up and, like, thank me for the work I put in to help them. And that meant a lot to me, like, just not going unnoticed being on practice squad. Yeah. So I think that was pretty cool. And like I said, those that rookie year, that team, like, they worked their butts off. Like, the old lineman would stay after practice and ask, ask me to give them extra work. 
and uh, it obviously paid off. Yeah, and I feel like that's like a under talked about part of football. Like I said, especially with like the USFL and the XFL now, um, all the different like developmental opportunities and such. And then the different like there's bigger practice squads now since COVID, and like yeah. there's just more opportunities for guys to help out and like like you were saying, uh, get the get that experience and give as yeah. well. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit um, about, like I said, um, the XFL and what you're going into, the NFL stuff. Um, by the end of your career, Trent, tell me, uh, is like having a legacy important to you at all? Or like, have you thought about that at all yet? Um, not too much. Um, I mean, I'm still, still in my dream, but I, I want to be able to, you know, like this upcoming year, I want to go to a team and I want to be like, an impactful player. Like I want to be a guy that if I get hurt, it's like, dang, we lost Trent, you know, I don't want to be a guy that I can get hurt and they just replace. I want to be a guy that's impactful to the team can help the team win. And then in terms of legacy, man, I just, I don't have any kids yet, but I just want to be a great father and great husband, my wife at the end of the day. Right. Okay. Like I like, like the versatility thing we were mentioning earlier with uh, guys like Ray Lewis, um, Ed Reed, even like the, all the different versatile guys. That's why all that matters. Like what you're saying is, you can go onto a team and and probably find a good position because of how 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 much yeah. things you've done at this point. Um, talking about the XFL stuff, how many? If you could give me like a percentage, if you could guess, like how many guys do you think in the XFL only play to play in the NFL, or do you think there's like a lot more stories, like guys like AJ McCarron or like guys that just want to play the game? Um, I'd say probably 80% to play in the NFL and 20% just to play the game, you know? Yeah. I'm kind of old, but there's some guys older than me that I think knew their time was up and they just wanted to keep playing ball. Some guys like that. And then, um, yeah, yeah, I wow. say about 80 to 20. Other than that, I feel like everyone's trying to get back in the NFL. Yeah, no, obviously. Yeah. I mean, obviously the competitiveness is, is there, but I've, like I said, I appreciate that number. Cause I think it's cool. Um, like you mentioned a lot of the older guys, I know guys that I've watched play in the, um, some of the older leagues, I don't even remember, but some of the older leagues, yeah. uh, like guys that are in their 30s and stuff, and then there's guys coming out of college and, and stuff that need the opportunity. So like you've said before, uh, the talent gap is really, really interesting, and I feel like adds a yeah. lot to like the, the whole space in general, and even for like fans watching it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, have you thought about like what you're doing after football? Like I know uh, what you graduated with, like public relations, right? Yeah. Like uh, have you thought about anything you want to do next or what interests uh, you? Yeah, I absolutely want to coach. Okay. That, that's yeah, I, I, I love ball too much, and I want to enjoy my job, and I can't see myself away from football. What kind so of coach? Huh? What kind of coach? Like, is there a certain specific like, uh, niche you want to be in? I start off in college just because to help young men, like, in their life as well. I feel like I've gone through a lot, so I can be a good input and, you know, just help them grow at the same time as well on the football field. Okay. Uh like talking about that, I know you do a lot with um, the Sean O'Dare Foundation and like what Sean mm -hmm. runs and everything. Uh, just tell me like your experience with that and like what you take away um, from like helping younger players today and like maybe what stands out like of players in today's generation. I think what stands out to me is you don't understand uh, what just helping out or shaking a kid's hand can do for their day. Whether you think you're a big superstar or not, but if you know you're around like an organization or you have a Patriots shirt on and you're with that organization, it means a lot to just go up there and shake a kid's hand. And uh, I think it's just taught me that there's more in life than just football, you know? Yeah. 
and I know you do them all like down where you're from. Like, did you have any other? Is did you have any events like that, like growing up or being a part of that? I bet. But um, actually, after I got released by the Ravens in training camp, I was off for 14 weeks. So I coached at my high school. I was a volunteer coach. So I went down. Uh, I was a D line coach every day. We went to the second round of playoffs and lost. But uh, that also made me realize that I want to be a coach. You know. Yeah. And uh, we lost in the second round. I didn't know it hurt me that bad, but it hurt me bad. And then just seeing some of the kids walk off with their heads down, you know, just to be there for them, let them know that it's all right, you know. And uh, it was tough. Right. Uh, like, what what can you bring to like the future of like like football? Like, like how do you how do you tell kids like D linemen like specifically what to focus on? Maybe. Um. I, th- I mean, I think it's different different with every kid, but I think to be a D lineman, you got to be. Uh, a little bit nasty you know you got to be able to get your hands dirty and uh you just got to be a dog in the d-line because you're going to get stirred about men every play so yeah definitely definitely and that's like i said a lot of the um influences and stuff that you guys do at camp is really cool and uh cool to yep. see obviously um one more i got a couple more questions before i want to get into a couple fun ones yeah but uh can you i know like you you're repped by sean odare obviously uh, can mm-hmm. you, I've talked to a lot of players about it, and I think this is a really interesting like realm of like football, especially today with NIL and like all the, the branding going on. Uh, can you make a case for a player, like a high-level player, to not have an agent? Or is that um, exclusive to you? I'm not even, that's, a, that's, out of my, that's out of my thing. I, I, I can't answer that. I don't know. How has having it. an agent helped you? Tell me that, Trent. Uh, oh, I think Sean's helped me a lot. You know, I... Uh, we went through interviews out of college and um, Sean actually interviewed me and I went with a different agent and um, okay. I think it's more than just football for Sean, you know, surprisingly when I got claimed by the dolphins, I had a different agent at the time and I got a message from a no, uh, no name number. And he's like, welcome home. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, Oh, this is Sean O'Dare. Like the dolphins just claimed you. And uh, that, that's how I found out I got claimed by the dolphins. And, um, after that, he's just always been persistent and just asking about life, not just about football. So that's when I ended up going with Sean. And I think having a good relationship with your agent's important, you know, because you're in this together, you know. Right. If I make money, he makes money at the end of the day. So, I mean, of course. that's how it is. Yeah, like like you talk about the off-the-field stuff. Like I said, the foundation he's got and, and yeah. a lot of the other stuff that agents do, obviously, are cool. Like, can you talk about what else off-the-field has helped you and, like, what he's done, like, out of football, like you said, specifically? Well, like I said, the, the foundation was uh, really cool to go down there to Vero and help out. And um, yeah. honestly, he pushes me to do interviews like this because I'm not really a talkative person. So he pushes me to get myself out there a little bit, which I appreciate. And then at the end of the day, just when it comes to the football side of things, he he's able to calm me down and just say, look, here's this and that, you know, and just put things into perspective for me, which I appreciate. Yeah. And that's really important, obviously, for like that relationship. Um the, yeah. the like the relationships that you said and like the communication that goes into that is really important obviously too um like you've you've known him since like college is that how that relationship started yeah my senior college okay could you give maybe any advice to people like looking to meet an agent or get a new like representative for themselves because there's a lot of people out there today that like need branding opportunities yeah um I don't have too much to say about it other than just like sometimes you got to go with your gut you know if they're being persistent after you and you know just someone you can trust really at the end of the day because it's i mean a lot of your like 
careers in their hands. So you got to be able to trust someone that's going to put the best interest for them, for you, yeah. first before. Right. And I think. Yeah, and that's like I said, like uh, throughout your entire career, the relationships you've built and stuff is really cool to see. And like I said, with the public relations degree and everything you've got, is cool to like see all of that come together and such. Um, Absolutely. A, a couple fun questions here. I know, like I said, you've been all around the country for football. Uh, is there a favorite stadium you've played in or been to? Um, favorite stadium? I think one of the coolest, honestly, was um, with the Giants when I played at New Orleans. Oh, I think that was pretty cool. They were really loud in the beginning when they do the Hoodad chant. Yeah. And uh, wow. I liked playing there. It was pretty loud. Okay. Like, what is this, like? What's the coolest one you played it in college? Maybe was there any big like ones that stood out to you? Oh, yeah, easy. Uh, at Hard Rock versus Notre Dame in 2017. Oh yeah. We were ranked number ten. They're ranked number three, and we beat them 46. It's the loudest game I've ever been a part of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, and I know, um, like I said, you've, you've had a lot of different uh, years of football and been able to see a lot of people, meet a lot of people, do a lot of things. Uh, who are some of the best athletes you've gotten to play with or be around? Um, well, I was obviously lucky enough to play with Tom Brady, the GOAT. That's and, all I'm um, going to mention. The McCourty twins are great people. And then also Dante Hightower, my rookie year. Like, he's – Oh, yeah. He worked, but, like, you know, he's just a reasonable person and – I came in as a rookie, but he'll talk to me, you know, take me out to dinner, and I really appreciate that from him. And he still contacts me to this day. So uh, it was really cool to watch him play. You know, he's about his business, and uh, he's all, he puts the team first, you know. Like, his name may not go out there a lot, but he made a lot of plays for New England. It was cool to play with him. Yeah, and he's another really versatile guy. Did you, like, take anything from, like, guys like that, like linebackers specifically in New England? Because I know they run, like, really hybrid systems, and you said, yeah, like, yeah, playing yeah. at Miami. Oh, I learned a lot and how they uh, – because, you know, they stand up a lot, like, in between the A-gaps and B-gaps when they pass rush. So I was able to learn a lot from them. What did you learn from, like, defense specifically, like, maybe? Like, in terms of as a, like, broad, not playing, like, linebacker or DN more so? Is there anything that you learned, like, film room or, like, just watching studying-wise? Um, I think the biggest thing I learned, it may sound simple, but, you know, to be a great defense, you got to do your job. Everyone has to do your yeah. job. So I think going out there and not trying to make the plays, but doing your job, and the plays will come to you. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you mentioned playing with Tom Brady. I know you got a sack on him too, right? When he was I in did. Tampa. Yeah, yeah. How how did that feel? Uh, he was actually in, with New England still. Was he? When I got, yeah, I was with the Dolphins, okay. and uh, with yeah, yeah. the next. Uh, I mean, that was uh, that was awesome because I was there the year before, so uh -huh. for them two weeks of the regular season and then five weeks of the postseason, I was going up against those O linemen every day at practice. So when that game came. I had a feeling I could get one because I knew the old lineman really well. And, uh, yeah, no, I'll never forget. The shot clock was going down, so I knew he had a snap, but I just got off the ball and got him and kind of went in a blackout mode from there. But that was awesome. Did you say anything afterwards? Did you chirp when you sacked quarterbacks ever? Uh, I don't know what I did. I probably just jumped up ah. the screen, but <laughs> I don't remember. Gotcha, gotcha. Do you have a second favorite sack that comes to mind? Um, Probably my first sack uh, on Andy Dalton when I was with the Dolphins. He oh, was on the Bengals. Wow, that's, that was what, your rookie year? No, no, uh, Dolphins. Second year with the Dolphins, yeah. Okay, yeah, wow. Uh, and then, like I said, uh, you've been on, what, five different teams, and then Houston was a big uh, city this past year. But you guys were in Houston. Like, you guys were Houston the whole time, or was how no, did that so happen? No, so all the teams stay in Arlington. Arlington, yeah. All teams stay in Arlington, and then you travel the day before your game. Yeah, but you guys had a separate facility, right? Or no? 
Um, so we share a facility with one of the teams, but okay. pretty much one has a separate facility, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what was your favorite like sports city? Like I know New York, Miami, uh, Baltimore, like you said, and then the other the um, other couple. New York was cool, but I, again, I'd probably have to go with Boston. You know, okay. they kind of treat you like royalty out there if you play for the Patriots. So I had a lot of fun out there. That's cool. That's fun. What did you get the? What was the parade like? Did were you there? Oh yeah, the parade was unreal, man. We had the parade. We uh, went to Fenway. Got introduced at Fenway. Got to meet Pedro Martinez, Manny Ramirez. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah, definitely Boston. Right, right. Yeah, that's cool. That's a cool uh, experience. Like I said, you've done a lot yeah. and been in a lot of different cities, which is like uh, unique, obviously for sure. Yeah. Um, just the last one before I let you go, Trent. Like I said, the impact. Uh, like I know you do a lot with like young players, and you've had a lot of different experiences and and everything. Like I've said. Um, could you maybe mention like what's the biggest difference from college to now, and then if you have any advice for like young people or players specifically on top of that? Um, for college, uh, what's what, tell me the biggest difference that you look back like college to now first? Uh, I think it would be taking care of your body at an early age. Okay, you know you're that young, you don't really think about how your body will feel five or six years down the road. So I think taking care of your body is very important. And then again, just being a good guy, being respectful to everybody, because you, like I said, you never know like what GAs or what coaches are going to become bigger one day and be a head coach somewhere. So, you know, if you're a jerk off in college around a GA and he ends up becoming a head coach and you want to get into coaching and you reach out to him and he's like, no, I remember you from college. You were, you were a jerk off, you know, like why would I want to bring you in? So I think it's being respectful to everybody, including you know, the cafeteria ladies, the trainers, like everybody plays a hand in making a good team. And I think that's important is being respectable. Okay. And then like for guys growing up in football, uh, like what are some, so, like some advice maybe that stands out to you, like that you would give someone if you could go back? Um, I think you got to outwork everybody, especially in high school when you're that young, you know, you got to take advantage of having a young body. So whether it's post-practice with your high school team, like when everyone else goes home, go get an extra workout in. And, uh, I mean, that's the bottom line when you're young. You got to outwork everybody. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, this was a great conversation, and I appreciate all the thoughts yeah. and everything that you gave, Trent. Like I said, it's uh, it's been really fun to see, like, your career pan out over the last couple of years and see where you're at now with Houston um, and where you're going to be in the next couple months. So, like I said, I'm excited for uh, what you can bring to a team and what you're going to be doing over the next year or so at Plus. And, uh, yeah, man, thank you for everything. No, I appreciate it, bro. Yeah.